Yo, what's up everybody? It's your boy A.L. Newton and you're tuned in to another episode of A New Perspective. I'm so glad that you started your week off or found time in your week to listen to the old perspective and it actually feels good uh, to be behind the golden microphone on a Sunday night. It feels like it is the correct course of action to get this out bright and early Monday morning. It feels good to have uh, a voice uh, it feels good to be really in the comfort zone of the perspective. Um, there is a lot going on in the world and a lot to talk about and only a few moments that are yours and mine together uh, to do that. So uh, it just it's, it's still it's still therapy, baby. It's still therapy for all that's going on in the world. And and, you know, sometimes. Let me. uh, uh Sometimes you need that therapeutic break more than you realize. Um, sometimes you, you need that. Um, yeah, some sometimes you just. You, sometimes I come to the gold microphone and get to talk about issues to take my mind off of other issues or other situations. Uh, I, I've I've kind of garnered at times. Um, the reputation of saying what I want to and I really don't say as much as I want to anymore um, trying to trying to be a better <laughs> trying to be a better person even though those words come out of my mouth looking uh, looking over my shoulder at some of the, the books that are up next um, to, to, to be read and one of them is uh, Modern Mindfulness how to be more relaxed, focused, and kind while living in a fast, digital, always-on world. And uh, I think that's appropriate just because I, the, the the subject that I really want to talk about is uh, probably inappropriate to talk about. And, and let's pray that I, I resolve it before coming to the media ways. Because uh, that would definitely be an episode of the podcast is like a toothpaste out of a toothpaste tube that I'll never be able to get back in, especially when it comes to respect to uh, certain entities and certain um, organizations. And I'll, I'll leave it right there because genuinely the last thing I need to do is go off on a tangent about, uh, about incompetence and insecurities and um, that's not even where I want to start. My my good energy, just like that, thinking about it, uh, changed changed my mood. But but uh, before I leave it, let me say this: if a person doesn't say a thing to me, then the hell with what they say. They don't have the confidence or the tenacity or the gall or the guts or the cojinos or in all of their bravado of their personality and how big and bad they talk. If a person can't say it to my face, then in most instances, I don't feel like they said it to me. Not because I think I'm the biggest or the baddest or the best in every room, but because I'm so secure in myself that if you can... If you can't look me in my face and say it uh, and say it with the same confidence and conviction that you say it to other people, uh, then you obviously know uh, who's the bigger of the dogs. 
and and I'll leave that right there. So here's where I want to start. I was blessed with the opportunity to uh, experience some of my mother's collegiate experience, even if I was four or five or however young I was. I've got enough uh, memories um, from just knowing that there were days that her one class would overlap with what time she had to pick me up so she'd check me out early and I'd get to go to her art class or I'd get to go to her math class with her. It's part of the reason I think I'm a know-it-all because in fourth, when I was four and five, I was in my mind attending uh, college or sitting in the library with her uh, for countless hours while she worked on projects before Google. Um, <laughs> I remember being four and five and six in the uh, libraries of uh, UNC G is the University of North Carolina at at Greensboro, um, and that's how I learned the work the the Dewey Decimal System in the library because I had to just sit there or sit on computers. We didn't have a floppy desk, uh, a floppy disk, and uh, could just take the mouse and make squares, and uh, you couldn't access the paint because it was the thick computers. And um, I've got a ton of ton of what I feel like collegiate level experience for me to never really have to gone on anybody's college campus. And um, I just remember always being around her friends. <laughs> I think my mom's friends are the reason that I love or I, when I was in the market and on the market, uh, older women, because all my mama's friends were fine to me back then. And if, if they'd have ran into adult me, especially in my early twenties, if we'd have been in college together, most of my mom's friends, I probably would have, you know, <laughs> and they had to, they, most of them used to wear the little updo, the little cone updo, whatever it is, with the little curly curls in their face, and the ooh, ooh, with the with the black lip liner and the little fake mole. Oh my, ooh, like that, that's probably probably why um, I am the way I am, or was the way I was towards older women. But one of her, one of her, uh, like oh, just just flashing back. That's that's like I was in love with the Reds because one of her best friends was a Red. I love the K's just because I can remember them being on on college campus. Um, so, yeah, that's just <laughs> I, I had an affinity and affection <laughs> for one of her friends. And one of her best friends, actually, I think I could tell this story now uh, without getting in trouble. It, it was almost 30 years ago, it's at least 25 years ago. I'm 32. And and one of her best friends, her particular friends, used to um, date Dorsey Levins, and um, he paid for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, I can't tell this story. It's not tell. I probably could. I'll I'll, I'll tell it one day. Um, about <laughs> I'm conflicted if I want to continue with my planned open soliloquy or tell y'all this story. Ah, oh, if it. I mean, I was a kid. No, I'm not gonna tell this story. I'm not gonna tell this story. I just I got <laughs> this particular friend dated Dorsey Levin. So we <laughs> we watched a lot of Green Bay Packers games because that's who Dorsey played for. And um even while watching it, it made me a Packers fan. I used to carry Packers lunchbox uh all the way up until I was in sixth grade. And there was a quarterback that just I I thought he was the greatest thing since lost bread. Every video game that I I had on Nintendo sixty four, I played with the Packers, and I wanted to play. I wanted to be Brett Favre. There was something about the gunslinger Moxie. The I don't give a 
F attitude, the way he just threw it and 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 was the tough iron man that got up and went to work every day. He he is part of the reason when I started playing um I played one year in middle school. I didn't start really playing football until I got in 10th grade. And uh, he is the reason, part of the reason my number is 45. My player, my favorite NFL player uh, was uh, Brett Favre. And when Brett retired, I lynched on to Tom. And Tom was the quarterback of my favorite team. But Brett was my guy. And um, Reggie Bush was out at USC. And the things he used to do at USC were just electric. So, um, when I got to pick my number as a, um, when I got to pick my number in 10th grade, I picked the number 45, rode with it. I love 45s. Maybe that's why Donald Trump is the 45th president because uh, I was just enamored with the number 45, four for Brett, five for Reggie. And when you added them up, it gave you nine, and nine is my favorite number. So it just worked. And there was everything about Brett that, that I, I wanted Wranglers because of Brett. Um, I always convinced myself that I was going to use whatever the copper sleeve was because Brett did it. Um, and I was young and really didn't understand what the kind of individual Brett Favre was. Even kind of as I got older, I think 2009, Brett went to the Vikings. And when all of that went on uh, with um, him sending the um, sending the massage therapist at the Jets a picture of his you know, business. I didn't think too much of it. Let's call a spade a spade. I was 19. I I was damn sure doing it myself. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. Didn't didn't realize I was much older that women really don't like unsolicited nudes. But hey, no, everybody ever told me that. I knowledge that when I really put two and two together, um, I shared with my kid because that's what you're supposed to do. But nevertheless, I didn't think anything of it when Brett did it because. I was 19 running the streets and was doing the same damn thing. Um, when I get older and put what Brett Favre did out off of the field in perspective, it really is kind of, uh, you know, alarming. I, I, let me say that. That was the level even post-career because I defend him versus Aaron Rodgers and uh, always said that Brett got the worst end of the deal and he was a legend. So in my opinion, he could switch back and forth and decide he wanted to play or he didn't want to play. Um, But sometimes I'm a really awful judge of character because I believe in the better part of people. Um, I give people excuses because once I'm angry with you, once I've turned the switch on you, I've turned the switch on you and it is really, really hard to uh, convince me Otherwise, um, that you deserve me giving you that respect, um, giving you that respect back. So for this news to really drop, for it to really be out, kind of heard of it, kind of paid attention, said, oh, you know, Brett is, is kind of Brett. But to take $5 million dollars from the poorest individuals in the poorest states to build a volleyball stadium while you are a multi-millionaire is just vile, vicious, and sick. Um, I don't want to steal any of the thunder from one Shannon Sharp. I think his 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 take on Brett was pretty spot on and, and I agree with a lot of it, so I don't want to sound like I'm plagiarizing. Um, 
and and I think people should go listen to Shannon Sharp's um, thoughts on it because I I completely agree 110%. To take from the poorest people in the poorest state, some of the poorest individuals, the majority of them black and brown, that's just to to steal from... I, I, I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and tell you I've never stolen anything. I, uh, <laughs> my, my friends and I used to, um, I don't know if this is incriminated or not. I don't have any intentions ever to run for public office. So, uh, on, on Friday nights, we would go into Walmart and everybody knew what their thing was to take for the party. And we had money. Um, we just did it. It was stupid. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to say I've never stolen anything. I have stolen a deck of cards more than once in my life. I done stole some some fellas old ladies before. I've stolen my life. But I've never stole from people that I knew obviously were lacking. Obviously were hurting. I stole a man's woman. He wasn't treating her right no way. This is this is beyond reprehensible. Um on a couple levels, the state of Mississippi, that is the quote unquote biggest pro-life state in the in the United States of America for these strict. I've been saying it from the jump that these people are pro-birth, not pro-life, because if you are pro-life, you never allow someone to get that close to five million dollars of welfare money that never touch your citizen. If you have the infrastructure to make sure that mothers know they'll be supported, that never happens. If you have these tools in place that you put your chest out about because you're the it, it never happens. The state of Mississippi baffles my mind. That the people continuously allow it to be that way. Um, there, there's two places. Nicole told me I could never move her. She told me, and, and this is a woman who uh, has picked up and moved and followed me, whatever, and will go wherever in in the world. There's two places that she said she never lived. She said she ain't never living in Mississippi. She ain't never living in Alabama. It blows my mind that Mississippians take this. Brett Favre was allowed access to millions of dollars for welfare. And then a few short years later, the largest city in Mississippi doesn't have functioning water. How states and governments and big institutions get ripped off and stolen from blows my mind when the average Joe that needs every single penny can tell you where they spent every single penny even if they spent it stupidly but but people with the lot thereof don't care and it's not like they were running their money the governor of Mississippi at the time wasn't using his own personal funds Allowing somebody to run rug shock over them. No, let's take out of the mouth of those who literally need it to eat. It um it's disgusting. Then there's bread as a whole when you put it all together. When you take it in bites, okay, maybe it makes, you know, 
some sense. Wasn't a bad locker room guy. Oh, he had the issues with his wife. Okay, people have issues with their wife. Oh, he did the oh, but but when you put it all together and put the cherry on top of that kind of theft, when your net worth is hundreds of millions of dollars, and I get it. I, I, I was in the group chat and I was like, it's it's crazy the perspective on money. Um, the list of rich people say they can't do these type of things in, in lump sums. And uh, uh, one of my more educated friends is like, well, if you pay attention to um, everybody in that group is more educated than I, but when when you um, when you look at these big deals and donations these people do, it really ain't no money to them because they spread it out over 10, 15, 20 years of how often they're paying that. Just whatever is enough for them to hit that yearly tax deduction. So it never really moves great mountains for institutions because the money doesn't come at one time. I was like, we know, dang, I never once really thought about that. Brett Favre has been allowed to walk around with a goat and God status for a long time and has not been held accountable for his actions. And had Brett Favre, I'm just going to say it, I, I, call me what you want to, if Brett Favre would have been black or brown, this would have been the biggest scandal of all time. People wanted Vince Carter's head for his mama stealing money from Bethune Cookman. Black and brown people go to jail all the time for tax fraud and tax evasion. I used my sister food stamp card the other day and thought, one, that I was committing the biggest crime in the world. Two, it's crazy how people look at you when when you use food stamp card. And the one lady at the one place I stopped at, she always watches to make sure I scan every item out of my basket. I know I just said I stole them before my life, but I don't steal like that once. Or twice out of when out of uh, once or twice out of Walmart is not the same as out of the grocery store with loaded cart. But she just looked at me so crazy when I, I was like, "What? Hell, I'm a teacher. All teachers ought to get free food stamps." The way they come after people, look at the way the government is coming after people for getting these PPP loans, and now Brett can do this, and he's going to go by. He's in the hall. They're not going to take him out. Hell, they shouldn't take him out. Phenomenal athlete. Give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. Restore Bobby Bowden's. Uh, 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 Bobby Bowden and Bobby Petrino or uh, uh, God, Joe Paterno's wins. Restore it all. Put Pete Rose in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Let Barry Bonds in. Because because there's a number of especially brown athletes, brown entertainers that go to jail. O.J. Simpson went to jail for stealing back his own stuff. Not the murder that most of us feel like he committed. But, but went to jail for taking his own stuff. And Brett gets to walk around with his reputation intact. The majority of his friends not looking at him crazy with no slight of thumb towards him in any direction. And he stole $5 million from the poorest people in the poorest state. This shouldn't be okay with anybody. But these disparities, they keep happening. Look at the owner of the Suns. I, I I can't even remember 
uh, uh, buddy's name text messages and, and videos and statements in the past of uh, of racist and um, homophobic thoughts says Saver 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 I can see it in my head Robert Robert Saver whatever his name is but because you're rich because you're 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 wealthy because you're the owner you're allowed to have racist and misogynistic comments in the workplace that the average person says they have to deal with a whole conversation with HR that if the slightest allegation comes up against a common Joe they have to lose their job to protect the brand but when the people own the brand can say whatever they want to why, why, why does he get to, to, to blurt out obscenities just because he's rich and keep his job Why, why are you a billionaire owner? You consume, have most of the wealth in the world, and you talk about people like scum. It, it, <laughs> and, and Adam Silver gets up and says, well, you do have certain privileges as an owner. You're right. They're the wrong privileges. He's complaining about not being able to say the word nigga. He's he's upset about that. Draymond says it, so why can't I say it? Cause you're not a nigga. How about that? How, how, how about that? That's why. You have all of these black and brown people who make your organization go. They making you a lot of money. And you can't understand. No, no, you can't say it. This is why people can't stop having conversations about institutional racism. In fact, I believe the only reason he's not given the Donald Sterling treatment is because it wasn't audioed. But the NBA who who puts all this oh black lives this and black this and black voices and we let our players say well it's fine you can say what they let them say whatever they want to when you still feel like you control them and run them have you have you ever heard or listened as an adult you listen to a child talk about all their plans and aspirations and you just let them talk and talk and talk knowing that you're not about to get them in the car and let them go anywhere same scenario you're, you're the owners yeah we'll be woke yeah Adam Silver say all of this Adam Silver basically told y'all I can't convince the other owners in the NBA to vote against this because at the end of the day almost all of them have probably said it hell even Michael Jordan he's black if you believe half the rumors he got his daddy killed on gambling bets no, no one is perfect dear God no one is perfect there are some text messages I've sent that if they ever got out, canceled ain't the word. Probably some pictures too. Probably some conversations as well. But I own that I I need it I need it to grow from certain situations that I'm still growing. Not that I'm just so high and mighty that I'm so untouchable. 
You know why? Because I have to face that reality. That if I don't face the reality that I'm touchable, I won't even see my destruction coming. And people get outraged about everything except for what we should be outraged about. Give me about one minute. I'm going to talk about the Little Mermaid. I don't understand how these people's circle don't hold them accountable. Maybe that's what I, maybe I need to add that to my thankful list that my circle will hold me accountable, that my circle doesn't mind telling me I'm wrong. That my circle will tell me, okay, you, you've gone too far this time. If everybody in your circle is afraid to check you, then you really don't have a circle. You got a holding pen. If everybody in your circle is okay with every single one of your actions, you don't have friends. You have yes men, yes women, yes people. Who only serve the purpose Only serve the purpose Of stroking your ego I don't I don't get that I, I was in the conversation with somebody And they were like oh well you In this situation you just need to go stroke Go stroke your ego and make it alright And here, here's, here's the truth I got a big ego My damn self I know, but I'm gonna get a bunch of text messages. I can't believe you say you got a big ego. You're you're walking contradiction because you say you have self esteem issues and you're not as confident as you put on to be, and you're this and you're that. But you also say you got a big ego. Two things to be once, okay? There's nine people living in this head of mine. There's 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 husband Newton. There's father Newton. There's uncle Newt. There's uncle Anthony. There's there's professor this. There's uh, Mr. That There's Pastor This There's Mr. President and that There's there's a lot of personalities in this old head of mine At the end of the day Your circle ought to be able to tell you Hey this was too far And the there's no There's no major outcry From people that don't look like me There's just not but damn, let's make an imaginary character black. I watched this whole thing on science on how the Little Mermaid couldn't be African American, couldn't have black skin because the light and the water, and let's make it realistic. Let's make it realistic. Let's not make a movie about fake mermaids. Let's make it realistic. Let's make it realistic. All those people that say the Little Mermaid aren't realistic. How about this? I want you to go and take off all of your hair extensions go get all of your fake boobs removed stop going out and laying out and getting a tan stop stop all that stop grooming yourself allow it to be natural because scientifically that's the way it's supposed to be all those people who are outraged about oh the the melaninness and the culture appreciation that walk around here and steal more culture from other races and other cultures. Go, you know what? Go, go remove it. Go remove your fake boobs. Go stop taking your children's uh, prescription medicine. Stop eating food from around the world from other because because culturally that's not what you would have eaten. 
Stop being outraged about things. The the Little Mermaid being has nothing to do with the whole cast. Is but is 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 uh the whole cast is is of different hues and different walks of life. If you got a problem with it, I I saw this on social media, and I wholeheartedly believe it. If you have a problem with black Ariel from the Little Mermaid, then you gonna have a hard time when you get to heaven. Cause Jesus probably wasn't fair skin, blue eyed, long blonde hair. Yeah. Brother lived in Egypt. Was able to blend in in Egypt. That is a biblical fact. Means his skin has some tan to it. This just ownership, racial ownership. It's mind-boggling and mind-blowing. And I thought I was quote-unquote woke or strong and I experienced being in these classrooms, talking to these kids, looking at what they... There, there are so many other things we could worry about. Why children feel pressured to drink liquor. Why they can tell you all about it. Why, why kids feel pressured with drugs. How how they come to school after after giving themselves to uh, a, a, another young kid and that young kid tells all of their homeboys about it and now they're you know there there's there's so many things that we can worry about why it costs so much for adoption. So many things we can worry about. Why teachers who make an impact on more people than any profession in the world get some of the lowest pay? So so many so many things we can worry about. Why there are still places in the richest country in the world that don't have access to clean running water. So many so many more important things. How Florida State can be three and O and not be ranked. When the Gators and the Hurricanes both have a loss and they're both horrible on film. So many more important things we can worry about. There's so many other ideas and conversations we could have. My 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 favorite scripture uh is in the book of Matthew. And 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 it allow me to paraphrase um allow me to paraphrase but it's it's a parable uh, that Jesus is teaching about uh, and he's asking the disciples when when I was hungry you didn't feed me when I was naked you didn't clothe me when I was sick you didn't kind of come see about me and the disciples asked Jesus when were were you in prison and we didn't see you when were you hungry and we didn't feed you when were you and and Jesus says in as much as you do to the least of these you've done unto me that's so you you stop and speak to people and you it just seems so fake no I, I'm really treating those who might be marginalized or that, that that sticks with me how you treat the underdog I'm not saying you can't still win one one of my co one of my good friends Reverend Al, they'll talk, 
he, uh, Coach Bell and I used to, we wanted to shut out and the score 80. And at some point, he, he'd have to slow, slow Ryan down and be like, wait a minute, time out. Not this team. This team, we, we, we were supposed to beat by 70. We still send our message not scoring 70 and, and completely demoralizing them. Now, team that matches us step for step, muscle for muscle, you, you give them everything and you obliterate them and you can. If the team across from you only has 18 people and you got 75, no, you don't beat up on them just to beat up on them. How you treat the least is how people respect you. And it's more and more emboldened. I guess it's always been part of American culture, but it's it gets more and more emboldened on how people treat the least or what they consider the least. And if they can bottle and contain the least, they feel we we all we all want to feel better than somebody. I don't get it. We all I don't care who you are. Most of us, when we hear somebody's sad story, we're like, okay, well, at least that ain't us. There, 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 there is, there, there's got to be an expectation for the type of grace and mercy we receive and give. But story after story of supposed to be superior Maybe that's what it is. Maybe people really aren't superior. Maybe they've given this facade in their head of how f superior they are. Your fake superiority means nothing. Still going to put on my pants one leg at a time. Just like you. You got dog people because their pants might not cost as much or be as nice. That's what that's what Brett did. That's what the owner of the Suns did. That's what minorities who are or majority does when they look at a fictional character and blast and make fun of and talk about how they won't go see it with their child. It's it's, it's a, somebody made the point that that every black girl I know is named Ariel. I think I know one white Ariel, too. It doesn't matter. Here, here's my thing. If a white woman could have played Cleopatra and there wasn't any outrage, a black woman could play The Little Mermaid. And there's a major difference. One of them was real. We know a whole lot about her to know she looked like Britney Spears, unlike that one Entertainment Tonight piece. It's shameful. It's shameful how we look at the marginalized. I think that might also might be one of the, the things I love the most about my classroom in there because I kind of set the tone and expectation that um, we're all equal. That everybody, everybody and anybody can learn to cook. And it's an essential school skill that everybody needs. I watch the diversity. I watch the interactions. I can I can even feel the tension sometimes amongst groups, but it's it's amazing when they get it right, and they're high fiving each other and they don't care, 
it kind of gives me hope that maybe just maybe people will get through their head that at the end of the day we all kind of want the same thing we all want to feel good about ourselves we all want to feel loved we all want to look touchy touchy filly filly we all want the space to be angry when we're angry and the space to be happy when we've experienced greatness we we all want those things universally equilaterally but but I I don't have to take from you to have mine I shouldn't have to so you know but let me tell you one place that's never going to treat anybody any different that's the old perspective so until next week I love you and there's nothing you can do about it peace